morning, you guys. Good morning. I hope you are doing well out there in uh, TV land. Uh, I hope God is uh, working in your life and doing great things. We are talking about the nuts and the bolts now. We've moved on from the big picture to the nuts and the bolts of getting in the game. And last Sunday was uh, our vacation Bible school. We talked about being uh, a treasured possession. That, that because we are a treasured possession, we can be a part of God's team. He brings us in. He cleans us up. He forgives us of our sins. And we are treasured possessions to God. Esther, we took a look at Esther and how Esther was willing as a team player, Esther was willing to take one for the team. That's what we talked about last week. And we, uh, we had our mission. We had a mission for our Vacation Bible School. It was for Juan Cortez, a Mexico buddy of mine. Juan, great man of God. And uh, we collected over $1,100 to, to send uh, money to Juan so he can buy two 100-pound bales yeah, two 100-pound bales for, for uh, $400, and then he's got money to do some other things with projects in Mexico. But he's going to be able to buy a bunch of clothes to give to women who are coming out of prison, the prison in Matamoros that he works with and, and he ministers through. So Juan's going to be able to give a lot of clothes to a lot of people, and that's all because of uh, your generosity at Burlington Christian Church and the kids in this church and the parents in this church. So thank you for doing that. Juan is going to be blessed by that. Esther, Esther, we talked about, was willing to pay the ultimate price for her people's freedom. Now, that's so important what she did. She was willing, willing, because Persia, where she lived, was uh, where the Jews were uh, enslaved there in Persia. They had been carried off, and now they were in exile in Persia, just like they were years before that in Egypt and years ago uh, in Babylon as well. The Jews oftentimes found themselves captured by the surrounding nations and carried off into exile where they lived for generations. This courageous woman when her nation, her people were about to become extinct, wiped out from all of the area of Persia, this young woman was willing to speak up. And she went in there and she spoke to the king. And because of it, she spared. God used her to rescue the whole Jewish nation. What an amazing story. Well, here's, here's our deal today. Today, what we're talking about, the fact that our, our freedom... Our freedom comes at a cost. It comes at a price. It comes at a very heavy cost. And, and just like in this country, the great U.S. of A, our freedom also came to us in this country at, at a price. And the price was filled and overflowing with the sacrifice of people who serve. Right? People who serve. Since this country became a a nation, a United States, people, men and women in blue, and men and women who sign up for the military and fight all around the world for the freedom of our nation. What a great country we live in. And, and we should always appreciate our men and women in blue, and we should always appreciate and honor those who join the military and go off and are willing to go 
take one for the team willing to fight for our country. So we say thank you so much to all of you that serve and all of your, uh, your parents who have served and relatives and family members who serve both on our streets here in this country and across the nation. Thank you so much for your service. We would be a really rough looking country if, if what some people would like to happen would happen. If we begin to defund our criminal justice system and our police, men and women all around this nation, our cities would become places of great, great crime like they are in certain cities already around this country. And so we are grateful for our men and women in blue who serve our country, but freedom comes at a price. And these men and women are willing to pay that price. It's nice to live in a free country, isn't it? I mean, we love living in a free country. We would not want to live in a country that is, that is communism in any way. We would not love to like to live in a country where we didn't have the freedom to, to go get an education, to go get a job because the government continued to just oppress its people, like in many countries all around us. We do not want that in this country. So we're grateful that we live in the United States and we are free, but we're free because of a cost, because of a price. But there is a freedom. I want to talk about this. There is a freedom far greater than living in a free Persia or living in a free Egypt or living in a free Babylon or even living in a free country like ours. There is a greater freedom than even that. There is another kind of bondage. There is another kind of slavery. There is another kind of prison or imprisonment. And it's because of God's great grace, because of his love for us as people, and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, that we can be totally spiritually free. We can be soul free in a relationship with Jesus, that freedom is offered to everyone and anyone. It doesn't matter who you are or where you live. We can have a freedom that, that goes far beyond the physical freedom of any country. An eternal freedom, a spiritual freedom, a freedom from disease and sickness and, 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 and death in all of eternity with the creator of the universe, a freedom that goes far beyond any physical freedom in this world. We are kingdom free. We can be kingdom free. We can make a great shift, a great shift from team scatter, which we've been talking about team scatter, all the way to team gather. We can make this great shift and move into uh, an eternal freedom in God's kingdom, from the kingdom of this world that we are born into and live in because of Jesus. Jesus makes that possible. It's this freedom in Jesus that gets us on the field, and it's this freedom in Jesus that gets us in the game. And that's the freedom we want to focus on. And I just want to share two things about this amazing freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. And the first thing is this. Only Jesus only Jesus can make you soul free. There is no other form of meditation. There is no other form of system or truth or religious activity that causes you to reach a higher plane or a higher level or a deeper understanding. 
There is nothing on the planet in all of the universe and all of the galaxies in our whole solar system that can give you the eternal freedom of your soul like Jesus Christ can. Worldly freedom, the nations of Israel and, and the Jews and Egypt and the Babylonians, worldly freedom comes and goes. We've been blessed to live in this country because we have been a free nation for a long time. And we are separated from all of those countries over in the Midwest and Europe and all those nations that are so close to each other. We are on our own little continent here, just connected to like, you know, our southern border and our northern border. But for the most part, we are secluded by water and we are a little more safe than many other nations out there in the world. But we're blessed to live in this country. We're blessed that somebody in our ancestry came over to this country and we live in this great nation and people are doing anything they can to come here. We live in a great land, but worldly freedom comes and goes. Israel and the Jews came in and out of freedom all through time as we read through the scriptures and their history. Freedom in Jesus though is permanent and it is forever as long as we remain in Jesus. And that's the key. That we remain in Jesus. We abide in Christ. As long as we abide in Christ, we are free. We are truly free indeed. Now I want to share with you some scriptures about this point. Romans chapter 3, Paul says, Therefore there is now no condemnation, no condemnation, for those who are, notice the word, in Christ Jesus. Jesus, in other words, there are people who are not in Christ Jesus. There are some that remain outside of Christ Jesus. But for those who have answered the call, responded to Christ in faith and obedience, they are now in Christ Jesus because through Christ, again, through Jesus, through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless, the law, the, the, the act of obeying all of the law and keeping it to a T without any, without any blemish, that law was powerless to do because we've all sinned, because it was weakened by, our, by the flesh. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. There was nothing that you and I could do. We were lost in our sins, separated from God. Every person, every human being on the planet has sinned and will sin. Babies are born pure and and and, and in, a, in good standing with God, right? They are, they are, they are sinless and pure. But the minute we become old enough and aware of rebellion and sin and, and obedience, we begin to rebel. It's, it's, it's the sinful nature that is in us that causes us to rebel against what God has put in place. And because of that sin, not original sin, you are not born a sinner going to hell. Babies do not go to hell. But when we become old enough to understand what sin is, we all have fallen. We all fall short of the glory of God. And so there is nothing we could do uh, to, to secure our freedom. And there's nothing that we can do to gain access into the presence of God. 
Jesus Christ paid it all, and it's in, in and through Jesus Christ alone that we can gain access back into the presence of God. We are set free from the law of sin and death. The law was fully met when Jesus Christ died on a cross for our sins. Jesus canceled out, he canceled out the curse. His perfect life, his death on a cross, his blood shed pays the penalty for anyone and everyone who trusts in Christ and comes to Jesus Christ in faith. Now we can live not by the flesh, we don't live by the flesh, but we live according to the Spirit of God living in us. See, only Jesus, only in Jesus Christ can we be made soul free. Your friends, your neighbors, the people of this planet need to hear that Jesus is the only one that can save our soul. Hebrews 9 says this, but when Christ came, as high priest of the good things that are now already here, he went through a greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not made with human hands. That is to say, it is not part of this creation. He did not enter by means of blood and goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place, that spiritual holy place, once and for all by his own blood, the perfect Lamb of God, right? thus obtaining eternal redemption. The blood of goats and bulls and ashes and heifers sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean, sanctified them so that they are outwardly clean. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our conscience from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. For this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. The first covenant required the blood of bulls and goats as God's law commanded, but those that blood did not forgive sin. It was acts of obedience that God had called us as human race to do that would one day lead to and point to the blood of Christ, the Lamb of God, who would take away the sins of the world. See, only Jesus' blood, only Jesus' sacrifice, not bulls, not calves, only Jesus' sacrifice is good enough, powerful enough, rich enough to forgive sin. Jesus came as the perfect Lamb and sacrifice for our sin. Sin's payment was paid by the Son of God, and eternal redemption can only be obtained through the unblemished, perfect Jesus. Because of this, only Jesus can mediate the souls of man. Only Jesus can allow the soul of man to enter back into the presence of God, Jesus. There is no other person, there is no other religion that can accomplish this. Only Jesus can make you soul free. Only Jesus. One more passage and we'll move on to point number two. Revelation chapter five. Then I saw, then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed 
with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or to look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and the seven seals. This is Revelations. This is the end of all times, right? When, when it all comes to a, to, a, to a close, when time as we know it is no more. And John is having this vision, this vision of heaven, and there's this scroll, right? And it's in the right hand of one who sits on the throne. And the angel there is proclaiming who is worthy to break the seal, who is worthy to open the scroll, but no one, no one in heaven, on the earth, or under the earth is worthy. And so John weeps because no one is worthy to open the scroll. But then one of the elders standing there says to John, do not weep. Do you see the lion of, from the tribe of Judah, a reference to Jesus? Do you see the root of David, a reference to Jesus? He has triumphed. He has triumphed. He has conquered the grave and death, and he is worthy to open the scroll, and he is worthy to open the seven seals, and life can begin. Only Jesus. Only the Lamb of God. Only the, the, the lion from the, from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, that offspring of David, that seed of David's. Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the Christ, can open that scroll and make us soul free. Only Jesus, no one else. When it comes to spiritual freedom, there is no Muhammad powerful enough. There is no Krishna supreme enough. There is no Confucius wise enough. And there is no Dalai Lama peaceful enough. And there is no Buddha who is bad enough. Jesus. Jesus paid it all. All to him we owe. Only Jesus can make you soul free. Soul free. And secondly, freedom looks a lot like Jesus. See, freedom for you and me living on this planet. As we live out our life on this planet, freedom looks a lot like Jesus. In fact, it looks identical to Jesus. In fact, it is Jesus living in us that not only gives us freedom, but is freedom. It's because of Christ in us, our hope of glory, that freedom reigns in our hearts, in our lives. We are truly free because of Jesus. And freedom looks like a number of things. Let me share with you a few things that freedom looks like. First of all, it looks like Christ. That's what freedom looks like. It looks like Jesus Christ himself. Look what he says. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. See, it's freedom. Jesus is the one who sets us Free. Freedom is Christ, and coming into Christ means coming into freedom. And he says, once you're in freedom, stand firm in that freedom. Stand firm in Christ. 
Don't let the world squeeze you back into its mold. Don't let the world rob you of the freedom that you have in Christ. Don't let the world enslave you all over again in the sinful behavior you lived in before you became free in Jesus. Don't let the world do it. The devil is going to try to lure you away, pull you out of freedom, pull you back into the ways of the world. Don't allow that to happen. Freedom looks like, smells like, and tastes like Christ. And there is no military, and there is no government that can set your soul free. Only. Only in a relationship with Jesus. Only when you give your life to Christ. You trust him with all your heart, mind, and soul. Are you truly free in Jesus? Secondly, freedom looks spirit-led. Look what Paul says in 2 Corinthians. Now the Lord is the spirit. The Lord is the spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. All three, all one. The Lord is the spirit. The Lord is the Father. The spirit is the Father. The Father is the Holy Spirit and the Son. They are all three separate, three that become one, right? So now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom is the Spirit of the Lord living in you. Have you invited Christ in? Have you surrendered your life to Jesus? Is the Spirit of the Lord living in you? Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, where he dwells, there is freedom. Because freedom looks a lot like the Spirit of the Lord. And then he says, walk, walk in the spirit. That's how we're to live our lives. Walk according to the spirit of God. Not the spirit of the world, not the flesh. Walk according to the spirit of the Lord. Walking with the spirit of God, not the things of this planet. Number three, truth. What freedom looks like is not just the Christ and not just uh, the spirit but freedom looks like the truth. Your life engulfed in the truth. Your life reflecting the truth. Your life demonstrating in every aspect of your life truth. The truth of God. Truth. In John 8, John says to the Jews who had believed. Remember, these are the Jews. Some of them did not believe in Jesus. They wanted Jesus dead. Some of the Jews believed. They turned and believed in Jesus. And here's what Jesus said to them. If you hold to my teachings, not hold to your traditions and your rules and your churchanity, not hold to your church doctrines and all the things that you have come up with, Pharisees, church members. This is not about holding to our traditions. This is about holding to the teachings of Jesus. And I got to tell you, there's a big difference between our traditions and his teachings. There was a huge difference between the Pharisees' teachings and Jesus' teachings. Their traditions were far off course. His teaching is always right on target. And Jesus says, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Free. That's what will set you free. The truth. Believe. Believe in the truth. Believe in Jesus. Hold to my teachings, and then... You are really my disciple. See, you can't be a disciple of Jesus if you are not holding to the traditions, or excuse me, if you are not holding to the teachings of Jesus. You can't be a Christian 
If you're not obeying the word of God, you can't be a Christian just by saying you believe in God. That's wonderful. But if you are not holding, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my, and hold to my teachings mean live them out, make them known to the world. Let them come to life and light through you. Let the teachings of Jesus become reality in your life. That's what it means to hold to my teachings. And the truth, in the truth of Jesus, there is freedom. God's truth, right? The truth of God's word, not, not just any man-made set of laws. We don't get to edit and we don't get to amend God's truth. We simply live it or we don't. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are truly my disciples. And the last thing is this. Here's what, here's what freedom looks like. Freedom looks sin-free. Sin-free. But thanks be to God, Paul writes in Romans, thanks be to God that, that though you used to be slaves to sin in your flesh, in that darkness, in the ways that you used to live, no more. You have come to obey, obey, abide, remain, hold to my teachings. You have come to do. You have come to live according to. You have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teachings that has now claimed your allegiance. Oh my goodness. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Yeah, okay, that's fine. While I'm living on this planet, I will. I will respect our flag. I will respect our country. And I think anybody who doesn't, might want to just go to the country that you will. You will respect. Go, go live there. If I didn't like this country, I should probably go back to Italy where my ancestors were and live in Italy. But if I'm going to live in this country, I'm going to show some allegiance to this country where I live, the great United States of America. But our greater allegiance is not to a country at all. Our greater allegiance is to the teachings of Jesus Christ. No matter where we live, no matter where we go, no matter what we do, no matter who we are, the allegiance is to Jesus. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. And so there's a, there's a slavery going on no matter what. You're either a slave to sin because of your behavior and headed for eternal punishment and destruction, or you are willingly a slave to God and headed for eternal life because you are following now the teachings of Jesus. You've surrendered. You have held your hands up and said, I give. I am your servant, God. I am your slave, God. I am here to do the things of God, to live according to what is righteous and good because it's good for all mankind. And if we'll do it, it will work for all of the human race. It will be perfect, just like God wants it to be. We are not slaves to sin. We are not slaves to sin, right? We are slaves to God. We are willing slaves to God, bond servants of the Most High God. And freedom does not mean that we get to do whatever we want. We don't get to make up our own laws. We don't get to change God's created order. We don't get to throw away the Bible like many are already doing. It means that we choose to live according to the creator's ways, his rule, his authority, his reign, because he is all authority. He is all power. And because they are what's best for everyone and they lead all 
who follow to eternal life. See, sin-free, no guilt, no shame, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We can truly be free, free, free. See, freedom, freedom, true freedom looks just like Jesus for you and me. See, freedom has a distinct look. It has a distinct look to it. And at, at the very heart of freedom, at the very core of freedom, really, for anyone, anywhere, at any time, at the very core of freedom, true freedom, not worldly freedom, true freedom, is Jesus, God's one and only Son. Outside of Jesus, freedom is cheap, it is worldly, and it is temporary. Only freedom in Christ. Only when we come into freedom in Christ can we truly get in the game on God's team. Only in Jesus. Only when we're free in Christ. And all that's left to do then, once we've come into the kingdom of God and become free in Jesus, all that's left to do is to get out there and to impact the world for the kingdom of God right here in the great U.S. of A, right? That's where God has planted you. That's where God has put us. And let's honor God and lift up Jesus in everything we do as we take our position in the game. May God bless you. Have a great day. Have a great weekend this 4th of July as we celebrate not only our independence in this country, this great country, but as we celebrate our freedom in Jesus, I hope you are free in Christ. God bless you. Have a great day. Be an American where at least I know